You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com, everything you need for NFL free agency look ahead, as well as the 2021 NFL Draft. We'll get our first pro day with Trevor Lawrence working out there on Friday. So we will have a lot of uh, draft preview coverage here from a fantasy football perspective. Then we'll review everything, of course, in free agency and the draft uh, there to look ahead to the 2021 season. That's what we're doing here with our latest series. We're looking back a little bit. We're going through every team 2020 fantasy football season in review. We're into the NFC East team, so we got through the Cowboys and Giants. So today's team that gets the spotlight will be the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll close with the Washington football team. Again, if you missed our first roundup of teams, that was the AFC East, so check out those archive shows to catch up there with uh, what's going on with those four teams. But the Eagles are definitely intriguing, a lot of changes. Uh, one thing that is probably going to change at some point soon is quarterback and where they go in that direction. So a lot to talk about there. So uh, let's get started. Let's look at uh, what they were, Carson Wentz. Again, I talked about him a lot through the season that he was still averaging QB1 stats. That's when he was a starter. He ends up at 17.8 points per game. He didn't play the last four games uh, with Jalen Hurts, the rookie second-round pick starting. He ends up as a QB22 on the board, 21 in terms of average points per game. So Wentz did have his moments. I mean, 17.8 is not too bad, but you want a quarterback to be on the other side of 20. Jalen Hurts, a little misleading, he's scored 7.5 points per game, 35th, 30th overall in scoring. But 30th overall in scoring has to be somewhat intriguing because that tells you that he was involved here and really was a good fantasy football producer. We know any time a young running quarterback gets in there and they ran him loose, say he was uh, good in the red zone, they gave him a lot of opportunities to just kind of let loose with his arm and legs, and he really showed that. So really when you look specifically in the starts, he was a QB1. He was over uh, 24 points a game there. So when you look at that, I mean, he was pretty special here. We don't know if he's going to hold the reins in the new offense. They're making the transition from uh, Doug Peterson, who was fired, to Nick Sirianni. So Doug Peterson was once overseeing Frank Reich as offensive coordinator. Nick Sirianni was Frank Reich's offensive coordinator. So interesting direction there. We thought with Peterson's dismissal that they would go forward with Carson Wentz here as a quarterback, but clearly looking to deal Carson Wentz here in the offseason. It's no secret. He's going to probably be traded to the Colts uh, there with Reich or the Bears with uh, Matt Nagy and John DeFilippo. So a breakdown of that at uh, Sporting News where he might fit better. And I think Wentz can be revived as a fantasy football quarterback. It even could happen with the Eagles. But looks like uh, even with the decision to move on from Peterson, they want to move on from Wentz. Part of it is the contract. And this team is really in a bind with salary cap. It's well 
over. It is the worst team in the NFL, so that's part of it with uh, Carson Wentz here. So, man, they got to do something here. It's something around a $49 million deficit. So I think that's the biggest motivation to move Wentz because, again, you move Wentz's big contract, you start Hurts. He's a second-rounder, has a very bargain contract here to play right away, build around him, use the resources, and go in that direction. But Jalen Hurts, I had a chance to talk to him during Super Bowl week. He's a good young uh, player. He has a good head on his shoulder. He's been in two very good offenses in Alabama and Oklahoma. He is just a versatile talent. I think he's going to be motivated to get better. If Wentz is out of the mix, there is a chance the Eagles could go in a different direction at quarterback, but I would give Hurts every chance to start. I think this kid has it, physicality, some mindset, uh, smart, athletic, everything you want in a potential franchise quarterback. I think Jalen Hurts can give to you here. So we'll watch, but Hurts certainly is going to be in the conversation already as a QB1, again, given Wentz. And Hurts were kind of in that level of production uh, when they were starting full-time. Their numbers skewed a little bit about Wentz being benched for four, Hurts being benched and used in a limited capacity there in a little bit of hybrid role in a few games there in the first 12 games. So, again, there is some potential with the Eagles' uh, situation for sure. Now, we'll look at running back. This one was a big disappointment when you look at it. Uh, Miles Sanders was 19th in uh, total points, so came in as an RB2. He had 13 points per game in a half-point PPR format. 23rd, however, in terms of average points per game. So, again, he was a bottom half near the end RB2, and that shouldn't have happened. We were drafting him thinking that he was an RB2 with upside, that he could be in the top 12 easily with his uh, receiving and running school or skills. But they schooled him. They didn't give him enough looks here consistently. He would disappear in games. That was a big problem for Doug Peterson. They had all kinds of issues in other parts of their offense, but didn't stick with the running game with with, uh, Miles Sanders being a special back here. We saw he's an explosive back. He's a home run hitter. Kind of was dependent on that with his limited uh, consistent volume. He needed those big chunk runs. Wasn't a big touchdown score either that you needed to him to go the distance to get some of that. I think he can be a more consistent runner. They did have offensive line issues. The passing game didn't provide much balance here. So there's certainly things that Sanders can do on a higher level. So I'd be shocked if he finished in that 19 to 23 range there as an RB2. I think the new coaching staff, we've seen it. They turned over to Jonathan Taylor eventually as the workhorse. I think Sanders has that similar potential here. Doug Peterson kind of forced in all those extra backs last year. We also saw some Boston Scott action. He averaged 5.2 fantasy points per game. He was valuable in a few games when they were resting Sanders or had an ailment. You could play Boston Scott, but not a situation where you could look at Sanders and Scott in the same lineup as an RB2 and flex. You just weren't going to get the production from the Eagles' backfield. So certainly uh, disappointing overall there for Sanders in one of the most disappointing players, I think, across positions, we could say, in fantasy football. There was so much hype around his role. Everything, the momentum from his rookie year said he was going to have a big role. They moved on from Jordan Howard. He filled in for Howard really well. So everything was pointing to that, but really the underutilization, plus the usage of Scott in uh, certain elements, as well as uh, Corey Clement to really kind of uh, 
cut into it. But again, Sanders should have a big rebound. One of those players that we're going to watch here to really benefit from the new coaching staff, uh, Sirianni, and that run heavy experience that he just had with the Colts. Okay, so that's a look at the Eagles quarterback and running back situation, where it was, where it is going. We still need to uh, talk about wide receiver, tight end, defense, and kicker here in our next segment. Then we'll wrap looking at uh, where the Eagles stand, again, salary cap-wise, who they could lose in free agency, what they're thinking about with the biggest moves, uh, what they're looking at in the draft as well. We'll do all that comprehensive look at the Eagles here for you. But first, got to tell you about Rock Auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30 50%, 100% more for the same exact auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Rocker.com will give you everything you need from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even your carpet. Whether it's you, the classic driver, you're the daily driver, get everything you need in a fusey clicks deliberately right there directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same professionals and do it yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Rockauto.com is going to give you a catalog that's unique and remarkably easy to navigate, and you will also know it's easy to save there at rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there, how'd you hear about us, box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. We'll be right back to continue our look at the 2020 and 2021 Philadelphia Eagles from a fantasy football perspective. All right, let's continue the show. we got to look at the Eagles wide receivers. Do we have to? Yes, I think we do. It was disappointing. When we look overall in scoring, it was uh, Greg Ward working out of the slot. He was 58th. Travis Fulgham ended up at 65. There in overall scoring, 95 for Jalen Rieger, six points, the rookie first-rounder from TCU. And you had Deshaun Jackson, remember him? He was not healthy for too long, uh, way down there, but he did average more fantasy points than all these guys. He had 7.6 when he was healthy here. So when you look overall, he was way behind everyone else, but DJax in terms of points per game, was 64th. Then came Travis Fulgham, who had that early big stretch. Then he kind of disappeared and was phased out, even though he was very productive for a while as a wide receiver one. So he was next. So a little bit separated them. And then uh, you went to a Ward at uh, that 6.7, and then Rieger there at 85th, rounding up the list. So really, when you measure that any way you cut it, these guys were not anywhere near the wide receiver three conversation even. They were more wide receiver fives at best. And again, it was uh, sporadic to see who's going to produce among these four guys. And Alshon Jeffrey, pretty much we didn't mention here, he's faded out of this offense uh, completely. Here, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, not a big factor either. He didn't really have uh, Marquise Goodwin do anything in this offense as well. So that was a mess at wide receiver for the Eagles, that's 100% sure. It can only get better. I think there's a potential they could draft a wide receiver early and really upgrade. At Rieger, they did use the first-round pick on him. They do like Greg Warren in the slot. 
Do they want to develop Fulgham even more as a potential on the other side, have an XYZ situation with Fulgham, Ward, and Riga respectively? Do they want to upgrade? Does Deshaun Jackson enter the mix again? He was their most effective receiver, even though he's getting a little older. The injuries certainly are a concern there. So there was some potential there at times. There were bursts of production for all these guys, but nothing consistent except for that little run of Fulgham around that 49ers game where the Eagles won upset victory on the road there. So, yeah, Fulgham unfortunately didn't uh, sustain here, and Rieger just didn't do as much as rookie. So you figure his role is going to expand most here with Jacks, Djax maybe gone here. We'll see if they replace Fulgham. I think Ward still could maintain his uh, role in the slot as that converted University of Houston quarterback that they like athletically to work in the middle of the field. Uh, it seemed to have a pretty good connection early as well with uh, Jalen Hurts. If uh, Indeed, uh, Wentz is replaced, Wentz is traded, and Hurts gets the full-time gig here over anyone else there in, in the Eagles passing game. And then you look at uh, tight end. This was uh, rather ugly, we know, here for... He goes, Dallas Goddard was actually the top guy here. He was uh, 20th overall in scoring hover. He missed some time with injury, 8.5 points per game. Zach Ertz fell to 32nd, 5.4 points per game when active and healthy. But in terms of uh, the average per week, that was number 10 for Dallas Goddard. So Dallas Goddard, when he was healthy, was a tight end one. In a year that uh, tight end one was in a great position behind uh, Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller, sporadic from Mark Andrews and Rob Gronkowski, there that you looked overall, Goddard was pretty good. So, again, is this the year the torch gets passed? Do they move on from Ertz here? Ertz definitely looked like he was worn down a little bit with his injuries. Ertz and Wentz have had a good connection. You break that up. Does it pivot here to uh, Hertz and Goddard and just like Hertz and Ward working in the middle of the field. It's a lot of question marks to be answered there. Do they think about drafting a replacement for Ertz? Do they move on with a different uh, backup plan and make Goddard the clear starter? Do they stick with the 12 personnel that they use quite a bit with the two tight ends? There's a potential for that. We know the Colts with uh, Jack Doyle, Moali Cox, and Trey Burton, they used a lot of two tight end sets for their success Last year. So that potential could be there again, tied between Peterson and Reich and Sirianni to use that. But again, Ertz just simply not the same player he was before. And Goddard, definitely the torch is being passed there at that position for the Eagles. So somebody watch Goddard can certainly build on that. And especially if they have some more question marks at wide receiver, he's going to step in and have a bigger role and have a good connection, uh, most likely here with Hertz over Wentz here uh, going forward for the Eagles. So. Yeah, I'm excited to see what Goddard can do consistently. The 8.5 is intriguing that he can get over double digits in a half-point PPR here in uh, 2021. Uh, definitely want to see what he can do. Now, in terms of uh, kicking, it was a really not good season for Jake Elliott. Well, part of the reason they didn't score consistently, but he finished 41st somehow. So, yeah, look at it, 4.4 points per game. So there were some kickers that were doing a lot better that were sub-kickers. That's why he's so far down. We had a lot of fill-in kickers. So Elliott simply didn't have many opportunities, red zone or otherwise, a long distance. The Eagles offense just simply wasn't good enough. And it was kind of a weird offense because the Eagles were actually not bad in the red zone because when they got there, but the problem was getting there and getting into field goal range, and that's why you saw Jake Elliott. So I'm not going to really go crazy thinking that Jake Elliott's certainly going to have big value as a kicker going forward if they improve other aspects of their offense, but it was shocking to see that, that's for sure. Now, 
Ending on a bright side with their 2020 production, the Eagles were actually 13th, so tied with the Giants, the team we talked about yesterday. 6.4 fantasy points per game and half point PBR in most standard formats here. So they had their moments, we know that. They exploded for some big games. The 49ers game stands out. Some other ones as well. The, the Cow- second Cowboys game there. So all kinds of things that the Eagles did. They had some playmakers, uh, surprisingly. Uh, Alex Singleton you know, stood up a little bit at linebacker and made some plays for them. Their decent secondary came through. We know they have a pretty good pass rush with Fletcher Cox and Derek Barnett. So definitely some good pieces. But the Eagles going forward, however, without Jim Schwartz and uh, changing up their defense here as now uh, the Sirianni staff takes over. So Schwartz had an impact on this D. They won a championship. They were that good. But some breakdowns happening for sure. Linebacker was a question mark after Singleton. Defensive line had some injuries, couldn't stay consistent there. And the secondary had all kinds of problems, uh, had some moments, but also some issues. Uh, but it made enough big plays there to finish borderline as a DST1 here in 2020. I think they could have a little bit of regression here as they rebuild, have some departures here in uh, 2021. But yeah, something to definitely look at here uh, going forward uh, with the Eagles. Now, I do have to give you an important programming reminder on the network. Uh, February is Black History Month, and Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports in a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. Don't miss this week's episode featuring Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Eric Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discussing the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. There's a new episode coming next week, so go ahead and subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts we will uh close here looking at the eagles uh, cap free agent and draft situation but before we do that we know football season is over here but that doesn't mean the action has to stop here bet online is the fastest and easy way to bet on all your sports action football might be over but nba college basketball and the nhl are in full swing bet online even covers awards tv shows and reality tv you can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website there at Bet Online, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to use that uh, promo code locked on there at BetOnline.ag. We'll be right back here to close the show looking at the Eagles' dire offseason situation here for 2021. Okay, uh, we do have to uh, finish up our look at the Eagles here. And again, a lot of challenges facing them going forward offensively and defensively to get better. It is a Thursday. Thursdays are locked on NFL or must listen as uh, Ryan Tracy and Jake Liscott break down teams across the NFL from an analytics and team building perspective. Get the expert analysis on your favorite team from Ryan and Jake every Thursday. Subscribe to Locked on NFL wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So we mentioned the cap hell the Eagles were in. It is cap hell. I, I don't know. The seventh level of hell, maybe 49 million. This is why they're desperately trying to dump that Wentz contract, relieve themselves of 30, try to get to even a viable contract situation. We know the cap has changed a little bit, but this is a projection based on overthecap.com, looking at their situation. That's why they deal, deal Wentz's potential here. Marquise Goodwin is an easy cut here. He wasn't used. I think they could move on from Deshaun Jackson. 
Ertz, as I mentioned, a potential cut. So those are the main sources related to their offense that they can move on and really create some room to have a fielded team here in 2021. Now the problem is when you have a cap situation, you're not going to be very active in free agency. Jason Peters getting older and phased out, so they'll hope that Alex Dillard comes uh, there and uh, Andre Dillard, I should say, comes back and uh, plays with Lane Johnson and they're set to go here on the edges and uh, can be somewhat okay on the offensive line. They're getting up there, but you still have Jason Kelsey and interior, maybe Brandon Brooks will return as well. So offensive line injuries certainly had a lot to do with it. But again, a Dillard-Johnson combo with um, Kelsey and Brooks in the middle, not too bad. A little bit longer to tooth in some spots here, but Eagles still can be a pretty good uh, offensive line here going forward with some health, even if they move on from Peters now. Elsewhere on their offense, you have the backup quarterback, Nate Sudfeld. He's not signed here, so you could see a shakeup there with a, a veteran coming in. Maybe a Ryan Fitzpatrick behind Hurts, someone of that nature to be the new backup should Wentz move on with Sudfeld. You have Richard Rodgers, the second tight end. He was a pretty good fill-in with Ertz or Goddard and or, I should say, were hurt last year, so they might move on from him. He was turned out to be a pretty good backup tight end. Or they cut Ertz and just keep Rodgers as a Goddard's backup and go forward with that in uh, free agency because he's a lot cheaper to keep than Ertz at this point in his current deal. Look at Corey Clement. Probably going to move on from him running back here if they need uh, him for some depth, potentially. But I think you'll see a Sanders-Scott backfield and maybe one other option going forward. Do have a lot of uh, issues in the secondary. You have Craven LeBlanc and uh, Jalen Mills that are free agents. You also have linebacker Duke Riley as a free agent. So they're going to have to keep rebuilding their back seven here for their new coaching staff and defense without Schwartz. So a lot of things for the Eagles to figure out there. And again, cap strapped is uh, putting it delicately for the Eagles here. They are in a lot of trouble. That's why they got to make some moves, clean some house. A lot of contracts they backed into and are now are stuck with that and uh, have to figure things out. Uh, most notably Wentz and uh, committing to him too early before they were fully committed to him so it appears. Now, let's look at uh, their draft picks. they got seven picks in the draft. Number six overall. We mentioned wide receiver help. They could look at Devontae Smith of Alabama or Jamar Chase of LSU for some help there. They could also look at Micah Parsons to help them in their linebacker core, clean things up there. Maybe they could uh, look at offensive line if Panay Sewell's around and uh, try to see if he's an anchor that they can move forward with. Uh, maybe slide Lane Johnson inside. There's things that they could do there, but... You think wide receiver's high priority, linebacker's pretty critical for this team, but wide receiver might be something you want to go after early in this draft at number six. So Jason Smith would be game changers here for this uh, offense. It would uh, put Rieger and Ward in more comfortable situations with uh, either Smith or Chase being the number one receiver. So a lot of things to watch for there. You got number 37 with a draft some quarterback competition with Hertz. We'll have to see if that goes forward. Uh, again, I think they're okay at running back. Maybe they need some offensive line and defensive reinforcements there with that uh, second-round pick that's early. So a lot of directions the Eagles can go, but wide receiver seems to be prominent. We're going to watch that closely, of course, for fantasy football because Chaser Smith, they're special athletes. They could uh, have an immediate impact here going uh, forward in 2021. I wouldn't be surprised wherever they end up. That's how talented these guys are. They can line up everywhere, make big plays. So can't uh, argue with that with the Eagles, uh, if they go in that direction at wide receiver. Yeah, but a lot of things to uh, handle here. Veteran tight spots with salaries and uh, 
youth movement may be in full effect here with Hertz leading the way going forward for the Eagles. So there you have it. There's a breakdown of what we saw from the 2020 Philadelphia Eagles. There was a lot of disappointment there, for sure, across the board. Injuries, there were question marks, just ineffectiveness. And offense, we were shocked to see really struggle there with uh, what they were trying to do with uh, Doug Peterson. So you can only get uh, better here, Sirianni, cleaning up a lot of things, making them more balanced, making them a little bit more explosive, finding the right guys around Hurts, presumably, here as they... Look focused on moving on from Carson Wentz. And again, defensively, that's going to be a challenge as well. So bouncing out the offensive and defensive changes, that's also going to be key for Philadelphia. So temporary expectations. I I think you can feel great about Hurts and Sanders. We'll have to see how it all shakes up at wide receiver tight end in the end. But I think after Sanders and Hurts, you'd feel pretty good about Goddard having a pretty big role. Wide receiver is still in flux based on what they do in the draft. So... Yeah, a lot of good stuff there for the Eagles. A lot to unpack here, and we'll continue to do that throughout the offseason for all these players and teams. Put them in a blender to come up with the best fantasy football advance scouting for you. And we'll continue the fun uh, tomorrow looking at the Washington football team as we wrap up our uh, kind of our NFC East uh, season review, seasons in preview here for you on the show. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Fantasy Football. This has been VR. See you tomorrow. Have a great day.